delighted okay. to, uh, to be live in the downtown den and join us this afternoon it is councillor keith Eden. councillor keith Eden is the deputy leader of Lancashire county council he's also the cabinet member for highways and transportation uh, great to see you today keith and it's great to be here i've heard a lot about this uh, downtown um interview that you do and i've never been asked before so i'm thrilled that i've been asked it's my claim to fame at the minute yeah being on your, on your program well let's hope we don't disappoint you keith i'm sure you won't uh, before we get into the conversation about uh, the politics uh, and obviously uh, the economic situation in lancashire at the moment and what the county is doing to support business i just wanted to uh, give uh, the audience today a flavor really of your background and and how you've ended up in this job okay it's uh, i never was a politician obviously i'm born and bred uh, in lancashire i was born in croston um i race racing pigeons and i've done since i was seven years old i've always been involved with that you get more in lancashire than having a flat cap of racing pigeons i was involved in, in the road transport industry for a long long while um i decided doing that i could then venture out into manufacturing things and i got in all sorts of businesses manufacturing things and my dad always said to me, the other man's grass will look always greener, but always take your lawnmower with you because the grass will need cutting. And I can tell you from experience, I thought the manufacturing would be far easier than transporting things, but it wasn't. It had the same pitfalls. But at the end of the day, you do what you do. And, and by accident, um, I got into politics by somebody asking me and said, we would like you to become um, a councillor for the area, borough councillor. Unfortunately, at that time, I couldn't do it. I was far too committed with the things I was doing. And he was a really nice guy that asked me. And a year later, I met up with him. And just to sort of make him feel better, because he was a bit deflated when I turned him down, he said, um, I've got, uh, you know, I said, I'm very sorry I couldn't help you at that time. Um, and in hindsight, I could probably have fitted it in. Oh, well, he said, that's great. He said, I have a far better job for you now. We're looking for a county councillor. And I lost by seven votes. Now, if it had been 707,000, I could have swallowed that, but seven I didn't. And so that's why I'm here today. So that's the story. Um, <laughs> I just couldn't um, um, lose by seven votes. I, I had to plow on with it. And as I got into it, I enjoyed it. The, the language was totally different for me. It, you know, when I got there, I didn't understand. I thought, I kept worrying about this LEP, why the Lancashire Evening Post were involved with things, but it was the Lancashire Enterprise Partnership. <laughs> so I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, you know, that's where I come from. And I used to stick my hand up many times and say, look, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. And people would say, I'm glad you asked that because I didn't either. So I always get the answer in the end. But um, yeah, it's sort of progressed on. I never, ever thought I'd be on a cabinet. I never thought I'd be deputy leader of Lancashire County Council. The group voted me into that. And like I've said before, I'm, I'm Jeff Driver's apprentice for, for good and bad. I'm the oldest apprentice he's ever had. He says, I'm probably not the brightest, but he's making, he's making headway with me. That's what he says. So there we are. So that's my little story in a nutshell, but uh, you'll get more North Lancashire than me. You can tell by my accent. And when were you elected, Keith? When were you first elected? I was first elected um, to a borough council in 2008 because they had thirds at Chorley. I lost uh, in 2000 and, would it be seven, 2005, sorry, about that time I lost. And then the borough elections came on and um, I got my seat there a year later and then I moved on from there. 
and I became chair of licensing there at, at uh, Chorley, which I enjoyed doing. It's something I did enjoy doing, and it's something I had, mm -hmm. had interest in. And then I got elected to the county council in 2009 when we took the administration for the first time. Then we went into opposition, and then we're back here again. Mm. So um, that's it. Yeah, so, so during that period of time, Keith, obviously there have been challenges in terms there of... There has, yeah. yeah. But I don't think any of us would have anticipated what we've seen over the past uh, three months. And we'll talk yeah. about you know, the response to the COVID crisis, a, a little okay. conversation. But of course, the thing that's been going on probably since the time that you were elected to the County Council, there's been a debate and a discussion about the devolution deal for Lancashire. Now, people on this call, people who know me well, will uh, be very well aware uh, of where I stand on this. I think that this we, we've got to have uh, a place at the top table of yeah. that house because Lancashire is, in my opinion, uh, one of the key players in terms of driving the northern economy. Okay. Last night, Jeff was uh, on the telly talking about uh, a proposal, an idea uh, that the County Council have come up with, I think, to move the discussion on, from what I can tell. So tell us a bit about that. Okay, um, uh, and I'll be very open about this. I have been, been involved with... Um, um, talks and I've been involved with meetings and webinars with with ministers and I've listened very carefully obviously Jeff does cut me up to speed and uh, you know the one thing I will take from this at seven o'clock every evening he rings me up and we spend an hour and a half debating what's gone on and, and bouncing everything around with each other and if anybody asks me what do you remember from the epidemic and when it's all over I'm sure it will be uh, and we get back to some sort of normality it will be my phone call every evening from the leader of Lancashire County Council but to get to your point obviously this has been going on a while I have been involved with it um, and like I said before I, I'm Lancashire through and through I want the best for Lancashire we're probably the third biggest county and we're really missing out and I've seen this for a long long time Liverpool and Manchester are doing very, very well and taking billions of pounds that we should have because obviously we are not a combined authority. And it has picked up pace within the last six months um, only because obviously the Prime Minister likes that model. He likes the elected mayor. He likes unitary councils. And it's been put to us, we need to put a proposal in and we need to get this proposal in um, by October, I think, the 15th, and we need to get, by September the 7th, a business case, and we've got to put that forward. Now, the model they were looking at were unitaries, and this, this is governed, you know, people say, well, why three unitaries? Because the government have been very clear, and, and obviously um, that we can only have three directors of education. You can't have any more than three. So you can have a whole unitary with one, you could have two units with two, but we think the three model fits Lancashire a lot better. Obviously, Blackburn and Darwin are a unitary at the minute, and they're working with us. And so we've put this model forward of three unitaries. We've tried to be as fair as we can population-wise. It's around about half a million that are in each one. And that will be overarched by the mayor and his chief executive and their team. And then they will be accountable to the government, which is what the government want. They want one person to be accountable. And Lancashire, if they get the right person there, sat at the top table as the mayor, will get the, the things that we need to get 
devolved down to is that we need the money, we need to be able to look after our own destiny, we need to be able to look after our own education, we need to be able to look after our own road structure and how we invest the money. And I understand why the government wants to do it because it's like a company with branches. And, and you know, if you look at the figures, we, we've sort of, the county council has 84 members turning over 834 million pounds. And we've got 12 districts with, with 564 members turning over 160 million pounds. And people said to me, no, you've got that wrong, Keith. No, I've not got it wrong. Those are the figures. So, you know, the two tier government system is going and as it's proves in Manchester and Liverpool. Um, and that's my aim because we need in Lancashire to get the investment and we need to go forward. And we're not going to go forward if we don't do this. The other driver to this is that if we don't do anything at this time, we will have to wait till after the next general election before we can visit it again. They've been very clear on that. So what will happen, and you'll see it in the press, and, and it's what's been put to me, that if we get this business case in, and we have been talking about this for a long, long time, this is not just a rush to do something. This has been going on for quite a long while. And you either like unitary authorities or you don't, but it's the model the government prefer. And they're the people with the paycheck. They're the people that are saying, this is what we want you to do. This is how we want it doing. And we won't have any elections in May next year. And in 2022, we'll carry on with the proposal if it's accepted. Now, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge but September will soon be here and you could soon miss the board. And I will be absolutely devastated if we miss that board. And I'm, I'm determined that we're not going to miss the board and we're going to get this together. Now, I know a lot of district leaders like there, you know, they'd like to put a few of their districts together. And again, the government have been very clear. I'm sorry, you can't do that. You can't cherry pick out of it. It's all Lancashire or it's nothing. Mm -hmm. And there was an argument, Cumbria have put in a bid, obviously, they're perhaps 500,000 people there, I think it's 506,000 people. And it's right and proper that they're just doing it as Cumbria. I, I, and I accept what they're doing. And you will see that other, it is picking up speed now because other county councils are doing exactly the same thing in different parts of the country. And obviously we need to be in the queue. We need to be in the top quartile of this and we need to get this business case in and we need to get on with it. And I'm sure we will do. But there will be a lot of people that oppose it. Um, a lot of people don't like unitaries. A lot of people will like it to stay as it is. But it can't stay as it is because the government is saying, no, I'm sorry, you can't stay as you are. If you want devolution, we've given you the guidelines here. An elected mayor, which you will need, and unitary councils. And it couldn't be any clearer to me. And it's not been a rush thing, no matter what anybody says. Um, this has been going on a while and I've been talking to Jeff and cabinet members about it for a long, long while. And this was first mentioned when I joined the county council. I didn't understand it then. I'm thinking, what is all this about? You know, you scratch your head and think, where are we going with this? You know, I can't, I can't, it's, it's all right as it is, you know, but as I've got into this, I realised that Lancashire is getting left behind and I, and I won't have that. And if I'm here and I'm doing this job, if I was made leader, which, which you know, that, that is the plan for me, but that's up to the group. That's up to the group to decide, nobody else. Then, yeah, I, I'm up for this. And Lancashire comes first with me. And I want whatever we can get for Lancashire. And I want the best deal we can do. I'm a businessman. And, and I can see it's the best way forward. 
and that's been very clear, Keith, in terms of yeah. the way in which the debate has gone and the government's thinking around this, which I'm sure is useful for, for those listening today. Uh, and I think the other thing that you've spelled out very clearly there is that, listen, you've got to just basically ask your question, is the prize worth the price? Uh, and for me, you've made the uh, case around Liverpool and Manchester receive additional resources well, it has to be said at the expense of Lancashire, and that simply exactly. isn't good enough going forward, is it? Every, every month and every year and every quarter, they get money split between um, Liverpool, Manchester and Sheffield, and that money should be coming to Lancashire. It is as simple as that. Because they've taken the plunge, they've done it, and they're on the way with it. And, you know... Um, you know, Andy Burnham, I know Andy Burnham, he, 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 I can talk to him. I, we were on, I've gone in meetings with Transport for the North with him. Um, and obviously he does the best he can for Manchester and Steve Rodham does the best he can for Liverpool. And I know both these gentlemen and, you know, I will do my best for Lancashire and we're missing out and you're quite right. And it's got to stop. And, and we've just got to, like you said, put politics to one side, get your business head on and let's get going with this. They'll have the teething problems. There'll be a lot of things to consider as we go along the way, but we've got to get the ball rolling. And it just had to be announced. At the end of the day, we had a group meeting, and I'll be perfectly honest about this. We had the group meeting, and the group decided, yes, they would accept. There was three options. There was, um, you know, one big unitary, two unitaries, splitting different parts up, and we picked the one that has gone forward, and that's into three unitaries. Um, and I can go through if you want who's going to be in what, how we've put that together. So you've got a middle one, an eastern one, and a western one. And at the end of the day, that was fine. And then someone decided they wanted to tell the press, so the press got to know, which obviously we were, we were trying to do this in a business plan as we went along. And so it's only fair that everybody knows because if once the press gets wind of this, that's fine. And where it was leaked from, these things happen. You have a meeting with 30, 40 people, and obviously somewhere along the line, somebody says something wherever they go, in a pub or whatever, and the next thing, people are asking questions. And it was only right and proper that everybody was advised what we were doing. Um, we would just like to get the case a little bit further along the way, but it, look, it makes no difference to me. It, it, it's on its way, and I'm glad the ball's rolling. I'm glad it's out there, and people understand what we're doing. Well, we look forward to those uh, continued discussions. Which, as yeah, you said, and, and they'll go on. And I hope people, and I hope some of the, the leaders can see that we, we've got to do this. Obviously, I've been to leaders' meetings. You know, not everybody's going to agree. Some of the leaders treat the county council, you know, we, we could do without the county council. We don't really need them. You know, I've heard that said. Um, other people have said, well, you know, the county can't run everything. But when you look at the figures, you know, when you look at the hundreds of millions of pounds that we handle, yeah, well, we are the head office and we do run things to a degree. And, and I'm sorry, that's the way it is, but that's how this democracy works. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Keith, we'll move on to your specialist subject, uh, if I can put it that way, which okay. is the transport and highways route. <clears throat> because again, uh, when we've been looking at recovery plans, okay. um, one of the big is is around uh, connectivity and, and infrastructure and of course yeah. transports and highways play a key part in that so I mentioned in the blurb sort of advertising promoting this event 
a 34 million pound shovel ready ski mask um, yeah. but you were telling me it's a lot more ambitious than that which is great yeah. to hear. <laughs> obviously the the government came along to the lep and they wanted some they use that model to do it we put some schemes to the lep the one that's been there were different schemes for infrastructure and the one that um sort of interested me the main scheme was the link road on the m55 um and obviously that's gone through and um we've met the requirements to do that we've got uh, obviously a local uh, contribution to that everybody's come on board uh, highways england different people and the lab were there to put that together we gave them the information and i think we're about there with that and there are other different schemes uh, but when you look at that 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 is okay that is that is um sort of a set of schemes that were already there and when we could afford to do them they all come with timelines and the timelines are very tight but that one is deliverable uh, and you know my thanks go to my team that have worked really hard to get this all drawn up to go through the negotiations it's been going on a long long time but i suppose the biggest scheme is you know the government has said okay you know you, you, we're in this position it's cost us 100 million pounds up to now it, it, because of this epidemic and thankfully we've had the money we had the house in order when we got there we put things back on the feet the top management was changed and it's changed below that and we got the county council onto an even keel and we've had the money to do this the government have given us about 34 million and there's another tranche of money to come which will get us to about 50 million but again it's you know when you're looking at getting lancashire going and you're looking at getting lancashire on the map um, the government said, well, put a case to us, put what you want, put what you want. And we've put a, a case together that supports businesses, it supports education, it supports the whole spectrum of Lancashire. And you might say this is a big ambitious plan and we put forward a plan with the officers and through Deloitte who drew it up to the government. This is our ask and that's £10 billion. That's what we're asking the government for. Um, now you might think, well, okay, that, that's ambitious. Councillor Ridden, Keith, whatever you want to call me, I, I like to be called Keith, that's a really ambitious thing to do. Well, yeah, I'm an ambitious man and it's an ambitious council with an ambitious leader and with, with some ambitious directors there. You know, our economic director, head, head of the whole thing, is a very ambitious to do that and he's been on your show, Stephen Young. And they put this together and I know it's a big ask, but let's aim high. We're talking about Lancashire and we've been missing out for a long time so let's get us on the map and this is money to do infrastructure it's to do um obviously the uh, economic things that we're doing in the business parks we're doing throughout lancashire it's to do with education it's to do with young people and we've we've made this ask to government it's a terrific amount of money if we don't get it all at least they say well look they're trying to go somewhere with this if we get half of it that's fine by me but it's no use asking for a couple hundred thousand pounds when you need, and we can prove that we need, £10 billion to get the infrastructure in Lancashire going because it, we've taken a big hit in Lancashire. You know, obviously, we've had to, there's a lot of people been furloughed. There's a lot of people lost their jobs. We've had about 20,000 redundancies. There's a lot of young people looking for work. And that's another area that really upsets me. You know, I, want, I know what it's like to be a young person. I know what it's like to go to work on a Friday, run out of petrol a mile away on your motorbike from work, leave it, get your wages, get your mate to run in a car and get a can of petrol and then go home again at night. And it's a big thing to people and people want to work. 
and they want to get out there. And some people will go back, and very unfortunately, and there'll be no jobs for them because the jobs will be gone. And so we need as much as we can get. So that's the big ask, and it will support a lot of things. You know, when you look at Lancashire, we're a very diverse county. We have farming. We have uh, the agricultural fields near to where I live at Esker Bank that produce, you know, billions of pounds worth of fruit and vegetables that go all over the world. We've got we make the world's finest fighter aircraft, you know, and we brew the finest beer in the world, as far as I'm concerned. So in Lancashire, so, you know, it's a great place to be. So, yeah, that was the ask. And, you know, that's fine. 32 million is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. That is a lot of money. And we're very thankful of it. Um, but as a county council, we've got to aim higher than that. And the let do its part and, and they've got this money in, but we're aiming a lot higher than that. And and I'm pleased that we're doing it. Yeah, I listen, I congratulate you on the recovery plan that's being put together. And I think you're right to be ambitious. Uh, and of course, what we're also aware of is that there are certain sectors that have been hit. Uh, tourism, hospitality, such an important part mm. of Lancashire offer. And then, of course, aerospace. So, uh, we've taken, as I say, two big hits there, haven't we? That yeah, we... we've taken we've taken very big hits. The tourism ones are a big hit. Obviously, um, you know, marketing Lancashire. We've just allocated three hundred thousand pounds to them to do a big advert for Lancashire to say, "Come and visit Lancashire." And this is part of the ask of, of government. You know, we are a diverse county, and we need money for tourism. So part of this ten billion pounds is saying, "This is our plan. This is how we we'd like to promote tourism in Lancashire." And obviously, people don't know we're here. They won't come and visit. And it's a great place to be. Um, a lot of people have said to me, just getting on this, you know, they, they've not been able to move very far from home. So they've toured around the local area and they've gone to Pleasant. So it's absolutely beautiful. And we go abroad and we're all of this, you know. And, and within a five mile area of here, people have said, it's great. And the number of people that have walked past and said, I didn't realize it's such a beautiful place, Mall. So we've had a walk around it. And, they, you know, other people have come from other places. Now, no, you've got to be safe when you're doing this. This, this epidemic, is, epidemic is far from over, but we need to promote that tourism. And when you get to British Aerospace, that is another big ask. Obviously, we've got the enterprise part, though, which will be one of the finest in Europe. We're doing it with um, the universities and, and we're building this technology enterprise zone there. And that is, a, that is a, a, a big thing. And we're trying to retrain people. And we also have asked government for money to say, well, okay, this is aerospace. Um, we've had a big hit now. Uh, the aircraft industry isn't what it was, but let's diversify into something else. And let's use some of this money to diversify somewhere else. Obviously, going back to getting people to Lancashire with even for the North, we're investing millions of pounds into that. And that's a big government task that is going ahead. Um, and we just need to get these things off the ground. But, you know, we can't do it on our own. We've only so much money. Um, you know, every year that I can remember Jeff Driver being in any form of administration, he's written to the government and said, look, we need some more money. But what the government do now, you can't go anymore like Oliver Twist and say, I want some more. They want to know why you want some more. What is your plan? And that's why Deloitte have put this plan together. Um, and obviously, when you get people like British Aerospace that are affected, it goes right down the chain because we've got Rolls-Royce affected at Barn Oldswick. We've got their suppliers affected. And so you've got to try and balance this and get, you know, some side, like farming. A lot of farmers diversify now when they go into different things. And so that's how we um, 
how we're proposing to do it. But yeah, it's a big ask, but it's a big county and it's a great place. So let's go for it. And you mentioned briefly there, Keith Martin, Lancashire. I think they've done yeah. a fantastic job over the past few years in terms of, course of they have. raising yeah. the bar yeah. in terms of getting the message out there of what's great about the county. Yeah. Uh, and presumably, you know, some of the ask is to actually ensure that they can continue that work. And also, of course, we've got this capital of culture bid going on as well, haven't we? We have, yeah. And that's a really exciting thing that's going to happen. You know, you know, I'm, I'm full into this. Um, and if there's anything I can do or anywhere I can go to talk about Lancashire and promote it, and, and I'm sure that we'll, we'll get this city of culture bid. Um, it's a really exciting thing to do. And it will bring, obviously, a lot of things to um, Preston and to Lancashire. It, it really will. Um, obviously, you will have seen the city change. You know, you know, I, I joined this administration and got the job as cabinet member for highways. And when I look what's happened in 36 months, which roughly it is, we've been here, and I break it into months. It's remarkable how many things have happened. We, you know, we've had the city deal. We, the whole city has been transformed. We're talking now with um, with um, Network Rail because HS2 is coming. The platforms want extending at Preston. That's another big investment. And obviously, anything we can get, and this again is why it's important that we become this combined authority and we get the funding to do this. Mm -hmm. And if those two things came off at once, a combined authority and pressing with the city of culture, well, my job will be done one day. That would be a great achievement in the time I'm here. Yeah, it'd be fabulous progress to yeah. make. Oh, it would, yeah. As you say, a relatively short period of time. That's and, right. And again, Keith, you mentioned HS2. And it, I often say to people when I'm asked about why I, I see Lancashire as being, you know, I often describe it as the glue that can bring the whole of the Northern powerhouse together. Now, obviously, yeah. I'm, I served on yeah. the council for 12 years. I, I believe so. For most of my life, I yeah. absolutely love the place. But equally, if you look at the economic geography and you're talking about levelling up as the governments are now, you're talking about bringing that Northern powerhouse increasingly together as one entity for the biggest mm. strategic projects. Lancashire's got to be at the heart of that, Keith. Of course it does. And, and, you know, that is what I'm saying. While I'm sat here, not in this chair, because obviously this is a chair at home, but, you know, at the County Council, and whatever job I'm given to do, I will still fight the corner for Lancashire and bring anything I can here. And there's some exciting things. That any, you know, the Transformation of Cities Fund, I was disappointed with that. We got around £40 million. We bid for a lot more than that, but we have been asked to revisit it because with all these things, you've got a short time frame. And, you know, we put in for about £160 million, £170 million. Um, but obviously, you know, we could do with more and we've been asked to revisit this. And this connects the rural areas. It connects the city. It, it, it helps people to get here other than by car because this is another big thing for me. You know, I would like to see... Preston car free within the next administration if that was possible I know there's a lot of things going on and I know what's happened with this virus hasn't helped at all and we've taken a big knock but you know we've got to build it back up but we've got to look at this green agenda and obviously in Lancaster and these places we are moving towards that and we're doing a lot of green things there um at the end of the day you'll see these cycle lanes going in now I, I know people aren't too happy about some of them but the whole idea was I got ridiculed the other day because I said in an article or they translated it I don't agree with public transport I didn't say that at all 
public transport plays its part, but just at the minute the government is saying don't go on it, and they're saying it's not safe to go on, or they were doing, but you can walk a cycle. They don't want the city crammed with cars, so that's why we put the cycle lanes up. And I'll be very honest, some of these will, not not the ones we put up around Wintley Square and London Road and these places, but some of them we do shortly. We've been given another two and a half million pounds towards this. And I said, look, instead of putting temporary ones up, let's put some permanent ones up. Let's redo some like on the gill wheel or at the side of the canals where we connect places together and people can walk and cycle into the city. The unfortunate thing, the weather in this country does not does not lend itself to cycling and walking but you know the spring did and a lot of people did walk around but to get to get back to your point in Lancashire and HS2 that's what we drive at all the time and and that's what drives me on and obviously the city will grow around it and you know the more we can get the more we we put in and the more we ask for and the more we get from government and the more of this 10 billion we get that we've asked for the city will grow but the, the city of culture is an exciting thing to put together and we have the team to do it at lancashire it will it will be a good bed again Absolutely. this is more Mike. you'll know michael green councillor green it's more his bag this and he's in charge of it but as deputy leader you know, I'm expected to know as much of everybody else's portfolio as me own. So, as you can see, I have a big desk here full of papers, and I've got into this modern technology, which I never did before, but it's great. <laughs> Keith, I was deputy leader. You've got to know more than anyone. Well, well fair enough, then. I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> if I need any advice, I'll come and see, you know, where it is. It's a big job. I'm telling you, yeah. it's a big job. It's a big job. So... so uh, you've mentioned briefly there, again, Michael Green and his role. And, and you know, again, one of the things that the county has always been admired for is uh, quite an innovative business support package. Yes. Um, we've had Lancashire Enterprises over the years. We've got the Rosebud Fund that still continues. Yeah. Uh, of course, um, for many years now, uh, the county council has, has quite literally had stakeholders almost in businesses across the county because of those investments that it's been able to make. That's right. Do you see us having to um, intervene a bit more over the next 12 months, two years, because of the crisis that we're going through at the moment? Yeah, and this is part of the support package, like I've explained. We've said to government, we need to help business. We need to support them all we can. Uh, and obviously, it's helped with the furloughing schemes and the different schemes the government has done. But there's only so much money to go around. And... Like I've said before, obviously, we're looking at all the things that we're doing in these uh, enterprise parks. We're looking at how we can support the businesses in, um, you know, like BS Systems at Salisbury, how we can support Rolls-Royce, all these big players and small businesses. And there's a lot of shopkeepers and there's a lot of hairdressers and there's a lot of people. And without the smaller businesses, the biz bigger businesses don't survive anyway. You know, and our business works. You've got to have all types to make it work. Um, and I think that, yeah, we need to invest heavily in these things. And obviously, we've invested perhaps over five or six million pounds this last financial year into the Rosebud schemes, into Michael Green's area. You know, LCDL do a lot of things. You know, they have their own business park. And, um, you know, Amazon have taken a, a, a big chunk of that. And we keep on. Um, and we've just got to build Lancashire up. But part of this ask from government is say we need the money to support the businesses and obviously once we get this funding uh, and there's hundreds of millions of pounds involved in this michael will be able to give it out through rosebud schemes through lcdl through marketing lancashire 
we'll be able to build this together and help businesses. And what I would say to any business that's struggling, come and talk to us. Please come and talk to us because, you know, Michael and the team will do all they can to help you. And I would just mention as well for businesses who are watching this that the Boost initiative is still going. Yeah. It'll be successful. And I would urge anyone who's looking to have a conversation about business support to Boost um, because, uh, again, so, some great people. I know Andrew Leeming's still knocking about. He's, he was there since yeah, my time. That's he, right, he is, yeah. He must be and, older than God now, Andrew. Yeah, he always uh, wears really nice glasses. Yeah, and personalities yeah. to help uh, from County Hall. Yeah. And he has a personality that lends itself to it. At the end of the day, you know, I've always envied him his glasses, really. I could never wear glasses. I've tried. I've got some blue ones, but they look right on me. But you <laughs> yeah. know, and his beard, <laughs> and his beard. But at the end of the day, you know, we have a good team there. We can't do everything. You know, there's only so much money that can go around, and I appreciate that. But we are there to help. And if you're struggling, just, 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 you know, make the contact, and Michael and his team, and 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 the the officers will do the best. Great. Now, I just wanted to move the conversation on to perhaps broader matters in terms of the, the geography of Lancashire. It is a diverse mm. uh, place. Its economy more touches many of the sectors that uh, perhaps cities only have to deal with three, four or five of. You, you know, we've got the whole gamut really in the county. We have. Um, but I think one of the things that we felt we perhaps do struggle a little with is not having a hub not having a Liverpool or a Manchester. Okay. And, uh, referred on a couple of occasions during the conversation this afternoon, and I've been pleased to hear it, by the way, to Preston as a city. Because, again, I think sometimes that's forgotten. Well, uh, and I, it's I been do... a city now for a good number of years. Yeah, and uh, I do, do refer to... have to accept it, it's, uh, its place as a city and make it the hub of Lancashire. Yeah, and that's what the City of Culture is all about. And I refer to it as the city all the time. You know, I will say I'm going down into the city to get something to eat. And people look ah, at me okay. and they say, are you going into town? I said, no, I'm going into the city because it is a great city and it's evolving at a rapid place. And at the end of the day, yeah, th this should be the city. It's, to me, Preston is the centre of the universe because, like I've said, it's Lancashire and it's where I come from. It's where I belong. Um and it's what I'm all about. It, 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 and it is evolving in the right direction. And again, this asks the government um, for the money that we've asked for to, through Deloitte and, and through our team there, you know, we, this is what it, to put it on the map. We need to just do a lot more in Preston. There are things going ahead. There is a lot of things happening. There's a lot of talks going on how it can be developed. Um, and I'm, I'm full into that. And obviously, if we can get the platform start to be extending and we can do some more development in the city. Um, we've very luckily now got the money to join the university to the railway station. Obviously, that scheme has stopped short because that's the next bit to do. And it's all being joined up. And, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to attract people there. And the only way people will come to the city of Preston, if we call it the city of Preston, we promote it and we tell them what a great place it is. And from there... You can either go and sit by the sea, you can go into the trough of bowl and then watch some sheep graze and see a few pheasants running around. You can go and visit a farm, you know, you can come and enjoy a night out in the city and have a good time and it's got good transport links 
and the road network is setting to none. But I would say that, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to make it even better over the next. Well, time. yeah, you know. And to be fair, we, we've put a lot of bids in, and the team have since we started. We we, we had the MPIF money, the infrastructure funding. Um, you know, since I've been there, we've opened the Broughton Bypass. We had a lot of struggling with that. I remember being there on the day in the pouring rain when the last pile was going at Brooklyn's Brook. And had that pile not bitten, that would have been the end of it because we wouldn't be able to build the bridge, but it did bite. Um, there was a lot of trouble over that. It cost us a lot more money than it should have done. But at the end of the day, I was the guy there in charge. It's no it's blaming anybody else when it's going wrong. You're the guy on the scene then. So you take it on the chin. And all I asked them to do, I said, just to sweeten it up, could you make sure you open it before Christmas rather than after, which they did. And and that's all I could ask of them. Then with the Broughton Bypass, and what I would say about that, that's our own crew that did that. You know, they came with the proposal and they said, look, we can build this. They tended for it. And um, they got the job and they're making an outstanding job of it. The same team then went on instead of doing the rest of it because it came to a stop then because, you know, we've been taken over by the virus. Um, went to unfortunately to set the morgue up at um, at Wharton but at the end of the day that's how diverse a team they are then they will take any job on and I'll be honest I'll back, I'll back my team against any team in the in the country they're, they're a good high-waist team and as far as the infrastructure goes I'm pleased that over the time I've been there we've put quite a lot more money into it we put 20 million into it um, over the years, it's been five million a year, and the government have matched that and given us more besides in different schemes. The transformation of cities fund that's 40 million. We got the MPIF money, which uh, the last bit of that, which was about seven and a half to 10 million, which is going towards the M55 link road. And we've had all sorts of other schemes in and around that that the government have supported us with. And we're very good at asking, and we have a very good team that can put it together. Um, and that's for the money. So we've had, we've had quite a lot of money towards highways. I know it's not perfect. It's a long way from perfect. And we've had some bad winters. And when I first got the job, everything had gone all right because there'd been no winter frost or storms. And the first winter I got the job, all the highways fell apart. And um, I was known as Keith Pothole Eden or Keith who ruins the road Eden or whatever. But at the end of the day, I can take all that. But we had to start and rebuild it. Um, we weren't in a good position because, you know, I treated as a business Lancashire County Council. It was just going into receivership. I've done a lot of that in my time and we had to bring it out to receivership, which we did. And it was a good effort. And, and again, we got on with the roads. But to be fair to the government, you know, they have given us money. People criticise and say they don't give us anything. They'll give it to you if you've got a good scheme. You know what you're talking about. You can put it all down on paper and make a real good business case for it. And the government give us the money. And if you've just seen, they've just given us, what, 534 million quid to electrify the lines going from Manchester. I'm a bit disappointed with that. It would have been better coming to do something at Preston or wherever, but at least it's a start. And they're doing what they says on the 10, with supporting the North. And, you know, I, you know, like I know Andy Byrne, like I've said, I've had conversations with him. And to be fair to him, he came on the television and said, well, I'll hold my hand up. They're doing what they said they'd do. And he's got the money. The last part of that phrase was, but I did ask them for it, so that's very obvious. But that's politics, you know, that, that's the way it is. But, yeah, um, I do refer to it as the city, and I am excited about the way it's gone. And I think in the time I've been there, it's been an exciting time to be there. I get on very well with the, the opposition members. I get on with John Phyllis, Azar Ali, the, the whole team of them. You know, I'll walk past their office when they're having a meeting and say, do you want, do you want any advice? Is there anything I can help you with? And we have, and that's the way it should be. When we get in the chamber, we'll argue about politics all day long. Out of that, 
you've just got to get on with the job and that's the way I treat it. There's, there's places to do all these things. The chamber's the place to do that, as you well know. After that, let's get on with it. Let's try and get together and get things moving along. And at the minute, yeah, that's happening. I'm sure it would surprise some people to see how uh, cooperative and collaborative uh, different party groups are actually behind the scenes. Well, yeah, you know. Little stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it can get a bit heated in the chamber and there are arguments. Uh, and politically, you know, people have always said to me, you're okay, Keke, but you better be a bit more political. I said, well, I can be. In the chamber, I will be. But on a programme like this, it's a business to me. I, we're running a business called Lancashire County Council, and I am doing the best for the customers. And the customers are the residents of Lancashire, the businesses, and all the people that depend on us. And you're elected to do it. And to me, you know, I, I've been all over and I talk to people and they say, what's your biggest achievement? I said, getting elected to Lancashire County Council. I've done a lot of things in my life, as I've said at the beginning, and I've had a lot of great experiences and I've learned a lot. But it was great that my own area, the people that knew me said, yeah, you'll do for us. We'll elect you and you can, you can stand up for us. And that's what it's all about. And you've just got to stand up and stand your ground for everybody in Lancashire and the businesses and the people that depend on it. I think you've also uh, hit the nail on the head when you're talking about government funding for the future, of having to put together very evidence-based cases. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, again, I'd have to say, and I know he's on the call, I'm not saying this because he's watching. Oh, yeah, he's a great man. Stephen Young is, uh, as I think, uh, part of that team with Jeff, yourself, oh, yeah. Rachel uh, at Marketing Lancashire. And, and I've noted, certainly over the past four or five years, Keith, uh, I think a significant improvement in terms of the way we've been able to put those strategies together and yeah. present the case government to get that additional funding. Again, I think bringing in Deloitte uh, was a smart move because those guys work with government officials every day of the week and are probably used to the narrative and the language that's required. So let's keep our fingers crossed. And if we can get that money, you'd be confident that we could deliver what we've said we can deliver. Yep, I am. I'm very, if we could get if we could get £10 billion, that would be absolutely fantastic. Now, you know, I'm a realist, but we've aimed high. If we got half of that, we could deliver a lot. And, you know, Stephen came along, you know, we had to reorganise things. It was a business. He'd had gone under or nearly gone under. And the whole management team was changed. We had to turn things around. I don't, I was part of the team, but to be fair to Jeff, you know, the leader, he's good at doing that and, and he took it on the chin and he had a lot of criticism, he took a lot of flack, but he saw it through and he knew what he needed to do and he talked to us about it as a cabinet and we discussed it and it was quite open and he takes the views and it's very good that he'll ring me every evening and say, what do you think about this? And if I say, no, I want, I want to do that, it's okay, tell me why and it's okay, well, we won't do it then. And he's very open that way but he's a good officer. And, and when you talk about Stephen, he did take a bit of kicking into shape and I was giving him to kick into shape, but he did take a bit of kicking into shape. And I will share something with you. When he came for the interview, I said to Jeff, I don't want to miss that, I said. You know, I'll stick with the guy that we've already got. And Jeff said, look, just, just th th this guy's all right, because I was in the interview panel. And I often laugh with Stephen about this, and I know perhaps he's on the call. And I said, I didn't vote for you initially. And, uh, 
when he, when he first came in, we had this meeting and he did, the deputy leader was then Albert Atkinson. Albert said, have you seen this new fella? And I said, yeah, he's been to see him. Well, he's not been to see me. So I said, hey, Stephen, if I were you, I'd just bomb the count the corridor and have a word with the deputy leader. So we have a laugh about this all the time and he'd be laughing now. But, you know, if you can't get on with people in business, you, you know, your team, you get on with the team. And if he asks me for anything, he knows, you know, I'll be there. And I was, I, you know, it's like coming on this programme. You'd asked me, I talked to Stephen about it, he said it's a great thing to do. People are interested in your view because you're elected and, and you're up there and, and you're sort of in control of it. But um, yeah, he's brought a new dimension to the county council. There's no, there's no doubt about that. I'm going to get into the questions that uh, All right. asked and Stephen's put a couple in actually, so he'll get his own back in a second. Uh, but one final thing from me, Keith. Um, you, you've mentioned the, uh, the bids gone in. We're well aware that, you know, the UK PLC is facing uh, the biggest challenge it's had since the war. Um, if you had the ear of Rishi Sunak, aside from saying, give us the 10 billion for Lancashire, what are the sort of things you think he needs to be focusing on in his budget come October? The biggest thing he needs to be focusing on is young people. You know, I'm a, I'm a great advocate of, of young people. Uh, we need to be focusing on apprenticeships and getting them into work. We need to be focusing on small businesses and getting them the support they need because a lot of them are really struggling. And, you know, it, it's a big knockback to them. And, and a lot of businesses open, but they're not getting the people there that they'd like to have. We'd also say to him, if you look at the bigger picture of business, help us, give us the funding to go into businesses through the channels we have, through Michael's channels, through, through the schemes that you've mentioned, Rosebud and Marketing Lancashire, whatever, go direct, but let's help these uh, companies over this hurdle and get them, if the business that they already had has gone for whatever reason, because of world events, let's diversify and get them into other things. Um, I would also ask him to invest a little bit more into this great city of Preston because it is a big place. We, we will be the city of culture. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a real optimist. I, you know, I don't get, get up every day on a downer. I'm right up there. And um, people say to me, where would you like to be, Keith, in the, you know, as we go through this? Um, and I'll go as far as I go. If I could get to be the mayor like Andy Burnham, that would be absolutely fantastic. But time will tell. But at the end of the day, that's what I'd be asking him to do. Just look a little bit more at Lancashire. You're doing a good job, but we need the investment in the infrastructure. We need connectivity to, to Leeds and, and these areas. Uh, that is going ahead, Frank. That is something that's going on. The big debate is that how much of the National Park going through Yorkshire do you tunnel, how much do you leave a road on? And as the figures add up, the tunnel gets shorter. It's as simple as that because tunnels are, are, are hard to build. But that's what I'd be asking him to do. It's a big ask and he's done a lot already. You know, if you look, I'll not go through all the figures with you. If you look what the government have done already, um, you know, this, this, we don't want any more of this um, negative stuff. We don't want to go back where people have no money to spend. And the, I think the government, um, we don't want to get any form of um, big, deep sort of, uh, fiscal place where we can't afford to do things and we've got to boom it on but I would ask him to look closely at us because we have a lot to offer um, and from here we have a farming community as well we're coming out of the EU 
and there's a lot of farmers that are worried about it. They don't know where how things are going. I would also ask him to look at that a bit more closely because Lancashire is a very rural area. So those are the areas, obviously the infrastructure, looking at the city of Preston, putting us on the map. You know, ov obviously we've got the even projects and things like that, which are going ahead. But, but just look to us a little bit more closely and especially our young apprentices. And the other thing I'd ask him to look at, and it did come up the other day at Shaw, and I was pleased to see it. Um, and, and I will name her by name, a very young councillor, Councillor Sharples, put in a proposition that, that Chorley Council had a champion for young people with mental health issues. That is a big thing. Uh, and, you know, she explained how she'd suffer with anxiety and depression and things. And we need to help these people. And that's another area where we need to help. And, and this, what's happened, people being locked down, it has not helped. That it's not helped young people. And I also like to see young people come into the council. You know, we have a lot of young members. There was a great debate the other day, and, I, and I'm just going off, off, off what we were talking about, about not having an allowance, that councillors shouldn't have an allowance. We shouldn't get any allowance for doing it or whatever. And I got up and said, there's a lot of young people here now, and I'm pleased to see them with perhaps 10 younger people that have professional jobs, and they're giving the time up to come to the county council because they want a better Lancashire, they want a better Preston, they want a better economy, all the things that I want. And it's great to see them. It's great to see them putting things like that in. But going back to what you said, that's what I'll be asking him to do. Just look a little bit closer at us. Farming infrastructure business. We need to diversify. We need to help everybody along, especially businesses and the smaller ones as well. And I'm sure he will. But I can't knock anything that they have done in the last budget, really. Thanks, Keith. And as somebody now who doesn't have to declare an interest in such matters, I can say that I don't think leading councillors or indeed our members of Parliament are paid enough, but that's a debate for another day. Okay. Right, we've got a couple of questions. There's a All right. From Peter Moff. Peter is asking how many of the county's MPs, are you aware, are on board with uh, the unitary proposals that have been put forward? None as I know of to date. So that, that, uh, yeah, I can be honest about that, obviously. Uh, I haven't, nobody's contacted me. They do understand something has to happen, but obviously the proposal today, no MP has contacted me. Obviously, Nigel Evans has made his views known. He would like Ribble Valley to stay as it is. They would just like to stay as they are and take the money from the government and be their own little unitary. I think that's what he's saying. Um, I know um, my good friend Lindsay Oriel, who I know very well, he can't get involved in politics, but they've put one together where it's Preston, uh, Chorley, South Ribble, I think, and there's another one. Is it West Lanks? They, they put something together, and that's fine. You can put, you can cherry pick all day long, but at the end of the day, it's it's it, the government is saying it's either all or nothing. Mm. You can't just take a little section and say, okay, we'll have that as you in a tree, and you'll get some more money. That that's not what it's about. Um, so no MP has contacted me as yet. They've all had the discussions, um, but we've already got a unitary in Blackpool that authority and we've got one in Blackburn and Darwin so at the end of the day we're part way there anywhere and and I think the way it's been split up and I'm sure they'll all have the say about this and they will lobby to what they want at the end of the day the government has asked us to put this proposal in um what they've said to us we want unitary we want a mayor um and we will have no more than three because we won't have any more than three directors of education in that model and we've put forward 
as a group, as the administration, and it's just not been done last night, this or whenever it came. It's been going on for a long, long while. There's been great debate about it. The best model we could put forward, which includes around and about half a million people in each one. One's a bit less, some are a bit more, but it's around about a decent size. If you take Cumbria, like I've said, that's four, 500,000 people. That's just one of our unitaries, and it's, it's right and proper. There goes a whole. I, I fully agree with that. Okay. Thanks, Keith. Listen, the MPs are not backward in coming forward in Lancashire. I'm oh, sure. no, they'll soon tell me what they think, or they'll be telling Jeff what they think. <laughs> okay. Now, a couple of questions from, from, uh, from Stephen here. I'm sure you'll appreciate the second one in particular. Right. I'm not sure whether uh, you'll appreciate the first one, but you'll give it a go. Okay. Uh, with the plans announced yesterday for three unitary councils and the potential for a combined authority in the future, how yeah. do organisations like the Local Enterprise Partnership fitting into the new landscape? Good question, because yeah. we're trying to um, streamline, then obviously you would, you would anticipate the government are going to look at the whole of the government structure. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, the LEP plays its part. Like I've said to you before, um, what we're trying to do, I think, is a good thing. Um, as far as they go, they're not elected in any way. And, and, and this is, is the big thing, making decisions, it has to stop with the elected members. And if you move away from that, you might as well tear the whole democracy of the country up. They're there to serve a purpose. The government give them funds like they, they've managed, obviously, a lot of schemes for us. And the biggest one was the city deal. That was a lot of money, nearly half a billion pounds. And we're asking for another 50 million. And, and the business people that sit on the boards there, and they do their bit. I would think that going forward, um, the mayor would take over that responsibility. And, and because the government are obviously saying, we only want one person answerable. We want to come to Frank McKenna and say to him, right, Frank, what are you doing? We need to do X, Y, and Z. They don't want to debate with a lot of people. They want one port of call, one person answerable. And it's like being a senator in America, isn't it? You just rule the state. So you, you're in charge of Lancashire. Andy Vernon's in charge of Manchester. Steve Rotherham in charge of Liverpool. And that's the way it works. They will fit in somewhere, but they may be in a little advisory capacity. But you know, you cannot go away from this. As far as I'm concerned, you can't go away from people that are given the mandate by the residents of Lancashire to do the best they can for them. And unfortunately, the left has not got that mandate. So I can see them playing a part, but not, you know, I think the mayor would take over most of that um, setup. Okay, thanks, Keith. Very uh, honest answer, as all your answers have been, which has been great. I mean, to you know this is why we love these conversations okay. because, you know people come on here and i think we do learn about what's happening in the corridors of powers because people like yourself are so open with us and well it's it, you know it's not it's not cloak and daggers it's not it's a business to me and, and i'm very open with people and like he says and what do the mps think well nobody's talked to me about it yet i'm sure lindsay oil will talk to me about it when he sees me and say hey, come over here. what are you doing you lunatic we can't have this that's fine and we'll have a laugh and, and we'll have a conversation about it um and i know other mps in lancashire you know um and obviously, Nigel Evans, I know very, very well. And he'll probably say, you can't be doing this. And I'll say, well, okay. You know, not everybody's going to agree with it. But you've got to have the debate. And if you're not opening what you're doing, how can you have a debate? You know, it's as simple as that to me. Right, but listen, this is a great question to, to end the session on, actually. On, 
Um, and again, it's from Stephen. Oh, yeah. I'm saying it's on behalf of Jeff. Go on. So, so Liverpool Football Club had an amazing season to be crowned champions for the first time in 30 years. Yeah. I'm trying to forget that as an Evertonian. But Go on, just tell, sorry, I didn't get that, Frank. How many years? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so playing some amazing football, winning every home league game except one. Does Keith have any comments on the performance of the one team they failed to beat, Burnley Football Club? <laughs> I do have a comment. Um, I know Mr Klopp very well and I said, look, um, the leader of the council and the executive director that looks after me are very keen Burnley supporters. Will you see what you can do? And he said, yeah, of course I will. So we would have won, definitely. <laughs> How's so that? You gave them a point, that's it. I gave them a point, yeah. Well, we had to give them something, you know, because he scowls at me every time he sees me, yeah. So I've got, is he on, Stephen? I've got the great man here, and it's all signed for me there. There he is, there's the great man. So, there, you know, you have a look at him. <laughs> I think that's a great note to end the conversation on. I okay. You have to say that when Stephen and I had a chat, uh, on a Zoom call recently, he did uh, offer Sean Dyche as a potential mayor for Lancashire. Did he? So, yeah, well, it's so fair enough, isn't it? That may be your, your competition, Keith. Don't um, worry. I'm always open to competition at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, we'll just see how it all pans out. Uh, you know, I'm getting on in years. You'll not believe I'm a 52 model. I remember going out with horses on the farm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting on at this moment in time. <laughs> but um, thank you for everybody that's come on anywhere and listened. And, and thank you for having me. And I hope I've just enlightened everything in my own way. I'm not a complicated man. I have facts and figures, but people get baffled with those. You just got them straight how it is. This is how it's going. No, it's been great to see you, Keith. Brilliant. And you. I hope we meet up in person soon. They're going to let me out on the 1st of August. My letter, because I have a lung condition, it goes to the 1st of August and I can escape then. Fantastic. Well, it'd be great to get you to a live event at some point. Over anytime. Your... Anytime you want me. Great stuff. Thanks and thank you to everybody for having me. Yeah, and certainly, as, as you say, thanks for everyone for joining us today. And hopefully we'll see you all again very soon. Cheers. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Keith.